Hi, this is Marlene Lee, Program Director at the Population Reference Bureau. Laura Karstensen is a professor of public policy and psychology at Stanford University and a noted expert on cognitive aging and emotion. She's the founding director of the Stanford Center on Longevity. For more than 20 years, her research has been supported by the National Institute on Aging, and in 2006, she was honored with a merit award from the National Institutes of Health. Today, Dr. Karstensen has agreed to speak with me about her work on changes in outlook that are related to aging and a shortening time horizon and the public policy implications of this work. In particular, we're going to discuss the positivity effect. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Marlene. Thank you for being with us today. I'm going to just ask you a few questions and let you tell us the most interesting and important things about the work that you've been doing with the positivity effect. First, could you just define the positivity effect that's associated with aging and give our listeners an example of how this works? Sure. The positivity effect is an age-related preference for positive information over negative information in cognitive processing. The effect was identified by testing a hypothesis based on socio-emotional selectivity theory. This is a theory that posits that goals change as people grow older or time horizons grow shorter, and which emotionally meaningful goals take precedent over goals about information seeking and exploration. What we find is that it appears that the brain is operating in the service of goals and attention is directed to relevant goals. For older people, those relevant goals tend to be goals that are emotional and positive. What does this mean in terms of somebody's everyday life, an example? We think that what is happening is that goals related to uh, the positive in life are chronically activated. So that is that you get up in the morning and all things being equal, you notice that the sun is shining and that there's a bird in the tree as opposed to the headline in the newspaper that speaks to the um, uh, horrific uh, events in Syria and you focus your attention there. So you're more likely to see that than the bad headline. Younger people do just the reverse, we believe, is that they, they, their negative information seems to grab their attention and hold their attention. So is this emphasis on the positive, is it a, a sign of cognitive decline like memory loss or delusions? Yeah, you know, uh, the, when we first identified the phenomenon, uh, which has now been replicated in, in scores of labs around the, the country and around the world, uh, there were a number of researchers who thought just that. And it was, a very, it was a good alternative hypothesis to the one that we were testing originally. That is, positive information may be easier to process than negative information, less complex. And so if people are losing their ability to process information, they may shift to pay attention to the simplest information in the environment. That alternative hypothesis has now been tested and shown clearly to be false. That is, when we compare older people who are doing very well in terms of executive function, cognitive function, 
they show the positivity effect more strongly than people who are showing cognitive decline. So if we look within the elderly population, you see this more strongly in those who are doing the best. And that suggests to us that this is a motivated shift, uh, that it takes cognitive resources and being deployed in order to focus on the positive. So it, what you're saying is it's almost like an active effort on their part to focus on the positive? Yes, psychologists would call this controlled processing. Uh, that is, it's not the very immediate response. I'm talking about, you know, half of a millisecond when the stimulus is presented. But it's what happens in the second half of that millisecond. And there we see attention shift from, pos from, from negative to positive. So it suggests that there is more uh, uh, engagement of executive processes, those uh, in the frontal cortex, uh, more than in the basic emotion centers of the brain. So it does appear that people are deploying some active processing, as you say. H however, when we ask people about this effect, do you know you're focusing on the positive and not on the negative after they complete one of our studies, they're not aware of it. So somewhere in between uh, a, a kind of an automatic shift and a controlled shift, we see this unfold. And it's in that range of cognitive processing that motivation operates most strongly. Is this something that's helpful to older people, or is it something that may hamper them and make them more um, open to being deceived? Right, excellent question. Uh, and, and, and we believe that the answer is a little bit of both. <clears throat> that is, we believe that this effect is really driven again by goals. And so if your goals are about feelings, you direct your attention more to goals related to that. Uh, and, and for many circumstances, and probably most of life, this is a good thing. That is, it makes people feel better. My example earlier, if you focus on the sunshine and the bird in the tree, you feel better in day-to-day -day life. Your emotional life is better than if you're focused on the negativity in life. And so we think most of the time this is a good thing, that people are focusing on the positive. But we ask the same question that's behind your question this morning. That is, are there circumstances where this would not be a good thing? We ran a study with Greg Samanas-Larkin and Brian Knutson, uh, um, then colleagues of mine at Stanford, where participants played a monetary incentive delay task that Brian Knutson developed. This is a task where participants win and lose money, and we look at brain activation while they're playing the game. Younger and older people show activation at the prospect of winning comparably. But the prospect of losing shows age differences. Older people show less activation in regions associated with reward than younger people do when, they're, when they expect that they might lose on a subsequent trial. So we became concerned uh, that the positivity effect might place people at risk for things like financial fraud, um, or might lead them to make bad decisions about, say, a healthcare plan, where people have to review not only the good information about plans, but the bad information about plans in order to make a, a good choice. We've been looking at this question now in a number of different contexts and a number of different studies, both in the field and in the laboratory. And the, the, the pattern of, of findings is, is nuanced. It, it, it appears that by and large, again, if people are operating at high levels of cognitive functioning, 
that this positivity effect disappears when the stakes are high. So if you're talking to your physician about a medical condition that you have, people drop that attention to the positive and they'll pay attention more evenly to both. But we, are, we remain concerned that especially at the levels of functioning on the lower end of the range, that the positivity effect uh, may put people at risk for financial fraud and other kinds of situations where attending to what's negative in your environment is important. So if you, let's say, manage some program for the elderly, whether it's um, a home companionship service or financial advising, how can awareness of the positivity effect help you help them? Nana Nothoff, who is a doctoral candidate at Stanford University, has been leading a series of studies focused on messaging to older adults about lifestyles and healthcare, posit you know, changing positive aspects of behavior. And she has been focusing particularly on walking. That is, how can we motivate people to walk more? Mm -hmm. And so she compared messages that are positive. That is, walking uh, helps strengthen your heart. Walking improves your muscle strength and bone density, those kinds of messages, to messages that are about risk and warning. So if you don't exercise, if you don't go out walking, you're at greater risk for having heart disease or cardiovascular failure. And what she finds is that in the positive messaging condition, older adults walk almost twice as much in the following week as measured by a pedometer than the people who are hearing warnings about risk. We think this is because they pay more attention to the information that's positive and they're probably forgetting the information about risk and warnings. We're taking from these initial studies, though certainly more work needs to be done, the, the, the takeaway message that we should, when attempting to communicate with older populations, focus on benefits, focus on the positive, because it appears that that information will be better uh, remembered, better retained. That sounds really fantastic. And I want to thank you very much, Laura, for spending some time with us today. And we look forward to hearing more about the implications of the positivity effects and these new studies that you're doing, which really sound as if they have wonderful applications. Thanks again. Thank you, Marlene. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for your attention to the subject.